first things first. Let's go to Jay uh, Seclo. Seclo, Jay, uh, welcome back to Kill Me and Friends. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Jay, you're one of the first people to write about ISIS. And you tell us the scenario yep. where you got this topic over in Oxford, wasn't it? Right. I'm actually back there. Right, I'm talking to you from the University of Oxford uh, area today. So this is exactly when we were doing it last year. You're absolutely correct. This, this week last year. And what brought you to the topic? You know, I was uh, asked to participate in a program that was talking about radicalism and terrorism in the Middle East. We have an office in Jerusalem. There was not a lot of discussion about ISIS at the time. The president had already called him a JV squad. But in talking one of, with a couple of the, the uh, key professors at uh, Exeter College and in the Oxford uh, Development Program, their continuing education program, there was a lot of interest in what does this group mean because ISIS, unlike al-Qaeda, was operating even then more like an army than just a terrorist group. Not that a terrorist group isn't dangerous, but they were operating more like an army. They were grabbing territory. They were taking over things. They were governing, issuing currencies, controlling oil. So from that, we did, we did a, a, a lot of research here at the University of Oxford on this topic. And then I, actually, Brian, just last week, we issued uh, another an update on the ISIS book where, where we've added four new chapters because so much has happened in the last year. Unfortunately, I, I will say, because I think the administration's lack of a cohesive plan uh, reports yesterday that the president's basically vetoing uh, all the military options here is, is proving very, very serious. Uh, Jay, and, you know, when you got the topic, you explained to me, you know, listen, I, you didn't really you weren't as enthusiastic. You didn't really know what you were getting into as much as you do now. No. And the more you know, the more you see the threat. Now, the people in the Middle East see the threat. Big story today, Jay, that we're not arming the Kurds and we're telling our allies, you better not arm the Kurds. If you want to get uh, arms into Iraq, go to Baghdad. Now, how ridiculous is that? It's proven failure. And this idea, first of all, we should have been arming the Kurds initially when this issue started developing. It should have been instantaneous. The Peshmerga have been there. They're the only military that are operating like a military where they're actually trying to protect other minority groups in the region, people that are not even of, of, of their particular brand of Islam necessarily. Uh, they, are, they are working at, at – they are a real freedom force. And this idea that now the White House has taken this position, well, if you, you know, don't go through Baghdad, which is like you know, it's, it, it's so corrupt, it's unbelievable. And the problem, Brian, is, is the danger is every hour that goes by – I tell people this. Think about this. Think about a 9-11 every single day, and that's what's happening in the Middle East. Thousands of people are being killed each week, um, tens of thousands in some areas, women sold into slavery. I mean, how in the world is the world tolerating? We said after World War II, we're never going to let this kind of thing happen again, and it's exactly what we're doing. We're letting it happen again. And unfortunately right now, the president's strategy has been a complete zero. And by the way, it's been a complete zero in the Middle East, not just ISIS. We picked the wrong side of just about every every issue in the Middle East. Yeah, and by, by the way, we're going to train some rebels to take on ISIS and uh, and Assad. We've gotten a hundred, a hundred people, right. and we put billions aside to train them. Well, this idea, first of all, Brian, we're we're, we're you know this idea of deposing, uh, dethroning, if you will, Assad. Let's think about that. Who's replacing Assad? The logical replacement, if Assad is out right now, will be ISIS-related forces, or certainly forces that are either pledging their allegiance to Khalif Ibrahim or 
uh, to one of their affiliated organizations. And, and they're operating right now in two different methods. In the Middle East, they are operating like an army, uh, more like Hamas than al-Qaeda. So they've got forces, they've got troops, they're conquering territory. In the rest of the world, they're doing these – these are not lone wolves, by the way. These are individuals that have been trained by, by ISIS or related entities and are being told, if you have an opportunity to take someone out, just do it. You saw that with Pamela Geller. We saw that in Boston with the Sarnet brothers. They're just, that's how they're being trained. Just do it. And you saw that, of course, in Europe. And now we've got this heightened alert going into the weekend where they said there's, what, never been more chatter about what's happening right now. And, you know, United States, I know, I know you all were covering it, but in Tunisia, they had 22 people killed, many of them Brits, and it barely got a notice, barely got mentioned. And that's the, that's the tragedy of this. And we have got to get – we're the United States of America. We can figure this out. Well, we can, uh, but we did this, and we had triple attacks last Friday, six days ago. And as we go over the triple attacks, yeah. one guy gets up and hides a uh, an AK-47 in his umbrella, and he whips it out, walks very calmly, picks out Westerners. He leaves the, the staff there behind, and yeah. he kills as many people as possible. And he seemed as calm and cool and collected as ever. And guess what, Jay? Right. Yeah, he had no record. The, he had no linkages. Right. So— there's no fingerprints there. So this is a lot harder to find and to discover and thwart than al-Qaeda, correct? Yes, because, first of all, they're not hiding in caves. You're right. They've got this two, kind of a two-tiered approach. There's one that's very militaristic. Troops take over territory in the Middle East. And then you have these individuals that are basically not waiting for an order, by the way. They're not saying, we want you to do this at this particular time. They're basically said, when you have the opportunity— Take out Westerners, and that's what they're doing. And we're all at risk. I mean, this is a serious, serious situation right now that the United States uh, is in. This is serious in Europe and in the middle. we got to cut the head off of this enemy, and then uh, you have success. I've been actually, this last couple of weeks at Oxford, I've been reading some of the Middle East after World War I. And do you know, Brian, that Khalif Ibrahim and ISIS— are blaming Sykes-Pico, which was a 1916 document between the French and the British about how to split up the Middle East when the Turks fell. They are blaming, they are saying, this is in revenge for Sykes-Pico. These people have a good memory, uh, and they're a dangerous foe, and we've got to get organized and start being very, very aggressive. And we're just, you know, unfortunately, the body politic is not, and that's a, a, real, a real problem. Jay Sekulow is with us. He wrote Undemocratic, and he's also the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. But we're talking about his new book just updated, calling The Rise of ISIS. Jay, I, I hold to this. Because the Islamic State is allowed to even exist in any way, shape, or form, because we're not taking them on directly, because they don't have to fight us, they could focus other places, like Libya, like going into Gaza, like trying to play a role in the Sinai, like uh, trying to get into Lebanon. And they're infiltrating through Iraq and even challenging Iran in certain places, which we don't really uh, have a problem with, as opposed to what they're doing in Saudi Arabia, too, where they've had a little bit of success. The minute we start taking them on directly and they have to confront us, that's, we, we, are, we are going to be safer at home when we confront them there. Why doesn't the president see it that way? Because he has got a narrative of the Middle East that is not realistic, but he won't pivot off that narrative. You know, when the candidates are being asked, knowing what you know now, would have you gone into Iraq? It, my answer to that is yes, because I would have rather have fought them in Baghdad than in Brooklyn. Okay? I mean, it's, to me, it's that simple. And you hit it exactly correct. 
What in the world? If we had them distracted right now, which we don't, if they were distracted right now, we would be doing a much more effective job of eliminating these one-offs because they would be so distracted, barely surviving. But we're not doing that. And and I think the price we're paying for this, and, and you know, I, I, I know the news is of serious concern in the United States for the weekend as we celebrate the independence of our nation. But um, this tells you how serious this is. And the president not only underestimated this enemy, he's got a false narrative in the Middle East, and we're paying the price for that every single day Jay, in the United States. Jay, another po- the, I agree with you. And before I let you go and get you back to your uh, – uh, to your Oxford yeah. studies, I got to bring you to what's going on with the IRS. I'm astounded the American people have not been just up mm. in arms about the fact that the IRS, uh, the lowest learner takes the fifth when we start getting close to finding out what a true agenda is. And then yeah. we were told, you better hold on to those emails. They were destroyed. Then we said, you better hold on to those backup tapes. And we found out after they were told not to touch the backup tapes, they destroyed them. And they call it a misunderstanding. Right. Is that going to stand? No, it's not. And in fact, uh, a companion case of ours in the uh, Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia denied the government's motion to dismiss. It, it did not get a lot of attention with all the Supreme Court cases in the last two weeks. But this was a major win and uh, allowing these cases to move forward. I'll tell you something else, Brian. I was a government lawyer for Treasury right out of law school. The Office of Personnel Management has been sending out to my colleagues that were in that office that their information, our information, our employee information from 1979 and and the year 1979-1980 have been compromised because of the computer hacking of the federal employees. So they can, that information was available, but not Lois Lerner's email. My employment record from 1979 was available, but not Lois Lerner's emails from 36 months ago. It's a, it's, it's a complete sham. It's a faux investigation that the government's doing. We're proceeding in court, and I will tell you, Congress is about to have another series of meetings uh, later this month on this issue. This is not going away. I want the Democrats to get involved in this. If you are truly out to serve the country, this is nothing to do with Democrats or Republicans. They could be targeting you next. And they should be out there going, I have a common enemy. Yeah. The American people, like it or not, do not like the IRS. They hassle. They, they harangue when you have a right. situation where you don't pay your taxes to the way they want. Now they are truly the enemy. They caught with their hands in our pockets lying to us, and Democrats are sitting on their hands. It's, it's maddening. It, it is maddening. They are – the first three chapters of my book, Undemocratic, go into the IRS. The government agency known as the Internal Revenue Service is incapable of self-correcting. It needs to be completely closed down. A new tax code needs to be implemented. It needs a complete – Resist, reform, uh, and get this constitutional republic back. And the IRS is the most dangerous of the agencies. And you're right. The Democrats' silence here is deafening. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, thanks, uh, Jay. Thanks so much. Uh, the instant analysis on ISIS hey, thanks, as well Brian. as the IRS. Uh, have a great fourth. Appreciate it.